It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, Marcus? It's going pretty good for a Tuesday. (laughs) It's Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, see? (laughs) Going pretty good for Wednesday. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast. You guys have podcast me on Rams Nation, what's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's the Tuesday edition. No, it's the Wednesday. No, it's actually the Thursday edition of Locked On Rams, and I feel you, Marcus Peters. He's the one that opened up our show. Man, that was fun listening to him uh, kick off his interview today post practice. A little confused on the days, and you know, hashtag mood. I feel you, brother. Time flies when you're having fun. A little bit of confusion as well, but uh, this is the Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams. We're excited to bring you some more Rams content today. Guys, don't forget, this is the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we even get going, I want to talk about some exciting things that are happening on the network. I kind of teased it last week about us expanding, and that expansion is underway. We are now releasing our NCAA podcast. So today launches that college channel for the Lockdown Podcast Network. So if you're a fan of Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Baylor, Penn State, Oregon, or BYU, Head over to the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to. Follow for free. Remember, it's the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So super stoked about that as they continue to grow over there. Remember, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes and all those downloading platforms for podcasts. Locked on Rams, you know where it's at. So do your man a favor. Go hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Reach out to me on Twitter or Gmail. Locked on Rams on Twitter and Instagram, LA underscore Rambling Bear, LockedOnRams at gmail.com. Woo! That's that good stuff. Well, we've got an awesome show for you guys today. We are just super excited. Game is around the corner, Saturday at the Coliseum versus the Houston Texans. Tomorrow we're going to do our preview of that game, kind of break down both sides of the ball, talk about the matchups, who we expect to see, things like that. The players are playing. I got some great stuff from Marcus Peters, who we already heard from today, and also Akib Talib. And we're going to listen to what they have to say about this upcoming game and how they feel about getting out there. Uh, we're also going to break down the NFC West, the experts, quote-unquote experts, release their predictions. I'll tell you who the experts are, what they're thinking about our division, and where the Rams line up and all of that. So great stuff, guys. If you didn't check out our show yesterday with Vinny, go back. Check it out. Some great stuff talking with him yesterday as he's there live every day reporting on the Rams. So he had some really cool stories talking with Les Snead and kind of seeing how these players are uh, reacting at practice and things like that. So go back, give that a listen if you haven't already. And then one last little plug before we get off and running here. Rams podcast just dropped a new episode. Me and James going at it for about an hour talking Rams stuff, a little more in-depth about the game last week, talking about the game coming up this week. And then just some random, you know, 50 minutes in between. We always have a good time over there. So go check us out. That is where this podcast really started was a few years ago with me and James and a Jeff Fisher-led ball club. Excuse me while I... Yeah, that's a, that's a memory I'd like to forget. 
But we're back. We are in the McVay era, and things are good, man. Can't be happier about where our team is at this point. And like I mentioned, man, we finally get to see our players on Saturday. And I know uh, we talked about it yesterday with Vinny, as I mentioned, but uh, as much as I want these guys to be safe, uh, a little bit selfish and I want to see him get out there and I you know all this hype over this offseason and I want to see him get out there and, and do some things so really excited to see him and I think the players are excited so uh, we'll just jump in really quick I want you guys to hear some clips uh, from the press conferences today since we're on that topic about playing in the game and hear what they have to say so after Marcus Peters found out what day it is here's what he had to say about getting some action finally and playing in the game on Saturday uh, are you planning on playing Saturday? Yep. Are you looking forward to getting out there for the first time this preseason? Yep. <laughs> what What are you kind of hoping to, to accomplish in however many series you're out there? They get a three and out every time, and then we done. <laughs> nah. Um, we go out there, execute the play calls, we go out there, and we have fun. To, uh, first time being back out there on the field. And enjoy our work that we get for the day. Is it kind of the dog days of training camp right now? No, this the this the, the days where you you, you 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 start feeling it a lot more as the as you get closer and closer to the day. So uh, these days are you gotta just learn to keep the energy up and, and practice practice like in a professional so nobody get hurt because everybody juices are flowing. We had the people who've been playing the first couple of preseason games. They they're in game flow I should say and there's in a, I wouldn't say much more con, uh, conditioning than us, but their conditioning is in game flow, so they're ready to go. So for us, it's catching up to speed with everybody else. Man, the more and more I hear of him, I just love him. Marcus Peters, ladies and gentlemen. That's some good stuff. He is, you know, you guys hear me talk about, I could hear Sean McVay talk for days and read off a cereal box. I probably could do the same with Marcus Peters, man. That guy gives you some good sound bites and he's always just true to himself, which you can really respect. But just his little thoughts, you know, as we kind of talk and break down what he said and, you know, he's excited to get up to full speed. Talked about some of the other guys that have seen some time are already up there at that full speed. Not better conditioned, as he mentioned, but... Uh, he's right. You know, when you've played in some games, and can you imagine coming off of that close game on Saturday versus the Raiders where you're at the Coliseum and everything's hyped up, and all of a sudden you come back to practice and, you know, they're at they're at a different level as far as energy and what playing is like at that point. So uh, I'm sure they're all excited to get out there and get some live game action. In fact, we got another clip, this time from Akib Talib talking about the same thing, and you know what? It must be a long day out at camp because, you know, he got fooled on the day too. I'll, I'll let you guys listen to the whole thing. It's pretty funny. So real quick, we'll take a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back on the other side with the Akib Talib presser. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fancy Football with your Locked On Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. You know what day of the week it is? I do. It's Tuesday, right? Close. Tuesday, right? It's a weird week. It's, it's a game Wednesday. Week. Is it Wednesday? Yeah. Marcus just said it was a good day for a Tuesday, oh. so... Matter of fact, he said it was Tuesday earlier. That's why, that's why I thought it was Tuesday. Um, Akib, do you plan on playing Saturday? Are you among the starters who are going to play? Yeah. Uh, I think I'll get a handful of plays. Definitely. What do you, sorry, what are you hoping to accomplish in, in those few series? Uh, just get some full speed reps. You know, it's a the dress out game or whatever y'all call it. So the third preseason game, and I'm sure a lot of their starters will play as well. So. Uh, just get some full speed reps against somebody else. Go to the ground, you know, and just all the way full before uh, our first game. And that's a good, I mean, that's kind of a, a good dress rehearsal. Yeah, dress rehearsal. There. Okay. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Okay. I mean, just in your experience, that kind of can carry you through not playing in that last game and then get ready for the season? Yeah, I think so. Uh, just kind of see what see what conditioning you in and uh, just get some full speed reps, you know. Just get that first initial tackling somebody all the way to the ground. Get that out of your system before the first game of the season. <laughs> These guys and their days are killing me. It's pretty funny. Kind of a flashback to Hard Knocks a few years ago when Jared Goff said that the sun rises in the West. And he got grief. Probably still getting grief for that one. Uh, but these guys working hard out there. And as Talib kind of said, yeah, Marcus told me earlier it was Tuesday. So I was just going off that. But good insight other than making us laugh. Uh, pretty good insight. So just the guys wanted to get out there and make plays, like Talib said, get to the ground, see through a tackle, and you know make some contact with some other people and, and get a chance to run around and uh, you know hit another team. You know They got to practice with the Ravens, as we talked about with Vinny, and those were some really awesome practices and really kind of almost were our first preseason game, in a sense. But for them to get out there and, you know, Go up against a guy like Deshaun Watson, which we'll talk about tomorrow. Kind of really prepare us for, you know, what's to come this season with some of the quarterbacks that we got to face. So they're excited. We're excited. Tlaib kind of went on to say a couple more things as he was asked a few other questions about uh, the upcoming game and some of the other players. Some of the things that I found interesting want to share with you guys. Uh, they asked him about Corey Littleton and how he's doing, you know, being the play caller out there, being basically the quarterback on the defense new role, position for him. And Tlaib basically said he's doing a great job. You know, he's he's handled it very well since OTAs all the way up to this point. Uh, really taking it on himself to, you know, learn that position and, and be ready for when the season comes. And he thinks he is. And he mentioned that he looks really comfortable while doing it, which is, you know, a tough thing to do sometimes when you're in a new role. So 
excited to hear that. He also kind of went on to talk about that's another reason why they're excited about getting some live reps because, you know, they expect that the Houston Texans are going to throw some up tempo at them and they're going to have to work on some, you know, getting to the line and adjusting and, you know, communicating and working on signals. And you know, those are all great things to really do in live game action. So he's excited to kind of, you know, have that hit them and see how everything goes. And then another player that he was asked about was Robert Woods. Funny, we're talking so much about this offense and Todd Gurley and a new addition of Brandon Cooks and everyone is in love with Cooper Cup and... You know, Woods is just kind of a little lost in the mix sometimes, even though we know him to be, you know, one of the best receivers on our teams. They're just kind of, he's that solid, consistent guy. And, and Talib kind of mentioned the same thing. He, he described him as having deceptive speed. He's like, you don't think he's as fast as he is, and the next thing you know, he's by you. And, he, and then combo that with how he's such a great route runner and really wrapped him up and said he's an all-around wide receiver and he's going to do some great things this year. So love hearing that from a guy who gets to cover him every day in practice. And, you know, I love where Woods is at in this offense and where he's at even as a team coming in. you got so many other weapons to worry about, and he's such a great route runner. And like, like you mentioned, deceptive speed. So... Uh, there's going to be times we saw it against Houston last year. That 90-plus bomb that Jared Goff threw to him for a touchdown, uh, he got behind the defense, and you know it was, it was all turn and burn from there. So uh, excited to watch him again in this preseason game and see those guys come out and perform. But great stuff from Tlaib in his post-practice interview. Just wanted to share some of those thoughts with you guys. As we transition on this Thursday edition, or Tuesday edition, depending on who you ask, the quote-unquote experts predict the 2018 record for all NFC West teams. We're going to run through that a little bit. And first, I'll introduce you to our experts. And they are broken down as this on uh, the Los Angeles Rams put up a video that kind of went through the predictions. And they have the writer. And I'll probably butcher some of these people's names. Dan Hansus, which is the writer. Cynthia Freeland, which is the data scientist. I've seen her on SportsCenter. And she does a lot of data-driven uh, predictions and fantasy stuff. Then we've got Daniel Jeremiah. He's the former scout. From there, it's Maurice Jones-Drew, who you'll hear on the play-by-play -play with J.B. Long, but he's listed here as the former star. And then to wrap it up, we've got Elliot Harrison, who's listed as the historian. So that's our group that we had uh, really giving out these predictions, and we'll go from top to bottom. We'll go through some teams and talk about what we think about it really quick before we get out of here. They started with the San Francisco 49ers, and the, the funny thing is I didn't really understand the video when I first started watching it. I thought this was just for the Rams. And I was not watching the highlight reel that was going. I was looking at the names and who these people were and how the numbers started pumping out. And it was like nine and seven. And then Cynthia said seven and three. And then it went nine and seven, nine and seven, all the way down the list. And I'm thinking, what the heck? Are these guys crazy? What team are they looking at? And I look over to the left and I was like, oh, they're talking about the Niners. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. So pretty safe all the way around. Uh, almost everyone had him at nine and seven. Cynthia, who is the data scientist, had him at seven and nine. So I'm okay with that. You know, she plugged the numbers and was like, Jimmy G, eh, not buying it. Numbers don't lie. He's played a bunch of nobodies. And at the end of the season, seven and nine, she gives him. So that's not too far off. I think that's a right, right around where I envision them, right? A little bit above 500. They could make a push and get that 10 wins and really, you know, battle the Rams for the top of the division as we've talked with other people on the show here. But uh, 9 and 7, pretty safe prediction. You know, they get to play Arizona twice in the division. Seahawks have been down lately. Uh, you never know how that's going to go. So 
The Niners do have the easiest schedule in our division, and overall in the NFL, they rank as the 15th easiest schedule. So uh, maybe that sets up for them to get some other wins, uh, but I'm not buying it here in LA or when we face them up in San Francisco. Hopefully we sweep that, so we'll keep an eye out for that. So moving on. Uh, next up, we'll talk about those Seahawks that we just mentioned, but we're going to do it after the break. We're going to take another quick word from our sponsor. We'll be back and we'll finish up the NFC West predictions from the experts. All right, we are back. This is the Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams. We are now doing a look around the division through the eyes of the experts, as we listed them earlier. And we're on the Seahawks now. And it's not pretty, folks. If you're a Seahawks fan, if you're a Rams fan, you start to laugh. Uh, starting from the top, same order, we'll go Dan, Cynthia, Daniel, Maurice Jones, Drew, and Elliot. Dan had them at 8-8. Eight and eight. And would you believe me if I told you that was the best outcome that you got coming up? Cynthia has them at 6-10. and 10. Remember, she's the stat analyst, so she's definitely not buying what's going on out there in Seattle. Daniel has them at 5-11. and 11. Maurice Jones, Drew, done with the Seahawks, 5-11. and 11. Elliot Harrison, 5-11. You basically can wrap 5-11, put a bow on it, and send it up to Seattle because no one is thinking that the Seattle Seahawks are making a push for the playoffs this year or even trying to make in any danger a push for this division. So uh, I don't know if I can really disagree with them again here. Uh, Seattle's look tough. I mean, even their punter doesn't want to be on the team. John Ryan just asked for a release. I mean, what do you got to do to piss off the punter, man? They had an injury again. Uh, to one of their running backs. They got no O-line help. They're really hoping their offensive line coach that they just hired this year, a new offense coordinator, really going to help out. But, man, Russell's going to be running around trying to do it all again. They're going to be in trouble. They lost every superstar, basically, on their defense, except for Bruce Irvin still there and a few other guys. But, you know, a lot of big names on the move. I think it's rebuild year. These numbers are pretty accurate. We'll finish with the Rams. So next up, we'll go to the Arizona Cardinals. And this is now apparently the fight for the basement. Uh, from top to bottom, Dan had him at 5 and 11. Cynthia has him at 5 and 11. Daniel, 6 and 10. Maurice Jones, Drew, 6 and 10. Elliot, 5 and 11. So very similar numbers coming in as we just heard from the Seahawks numbers. And again, not too surprising. They've got a quarterback in which we're not really sure who's going to be yet. Obviously, I think. Bradford's going to get the start, but you know they went out and, and made a move to go get Josh Rosen out of UCLA. And how long are they going to sit on that? And when you get your rookie quarterback, and we saw it with Jared Goff when he came in in a new system, and you know not a lot of talent at the skill positions. Yes, there's still Larry Fitzgerald, but Larry Fitzgerald's like 60 now. I know he's still going to go out there and make plays, and you know he's always been great at high pointing the ball. But uh, David Johnson's back in the run game, but. Are people going to tee off on that and, and stack the box? And what does this defense look like? We're not really sure at this point. So a lot of question marks. And obviously the experts took those question marks and put it with not very many wins. And then we'll round this thing out with, you know what's up, the LA Rams. And this is when things start to get pretty. And this is where all those days under Jeff Fisher and losing and struggling. And you guys out there in Rams Nation know a hell of a lot better than I do. There were some dark days for these Rams. There were some bright ones as well with the Kurt Warner days. But... Man, it hit dark after that championship, and things are turning around. And now out here in L.A., uh, momentum is building, and here's how it goes. Dan's got it at 11-5. Cynthia, stat-based, a little conservative, 9-7. Interesting. 
I think that's uh, still has us winning the division, but come on, Cynthia, crank up those numbers. Daniel went 12 and four. Mojo, Maurice Jones Drew, he called every game last year. He's gonna do it again this year. He knows what's up, 13 and three. An improvement of two games from last year would be awesome. Would not only win us the division, duh, but also get us a home field game and potentially a bye and hosting throughout the playoffs. So 13 wins, that's a good number if you can get there. And then Elliot Harrison, 12 and four, all beautiful numbers. Everyone has hands down the Rams taking this division uh, by a couple games. And that's been something I've stood on since, you know, we've been talking about this weeks and weeks ago is uh, I think the Rams are going to win this division going away at least by two games. If you guys, we haven't talked about it too much on this, but we talked with this uh, podcast up in Seattle, the Seahawkers podcast. They're old friends of ours. Uh, when we first started doing the podcast, great guys, except for their Seahawks fans, right? Well, everyone's got something, right? And we've done bets the last three years. Uh, I won one the first year on Todd Gurley, winning outright on rushing yards. James lost last year with Cooper Cup in overall yards as Tyler Lockett just went bananas in the return game. So uh, it was the technicality there, but they got him. James got suckered into the, the all-purpose yards, and that was his downfall. And then this year, we've got a couple bets going. James's bet is Shaquille Griffin versus Marcus Peters, who's going to have more interceptions. Feel good for James there. And then mine is just a straight-up win-loss bet. And we just got to have more wins than the Seahawks at the end of the year. And, and I was even kind of joking and say I could give you a couple games, but I figured, you know, watch your mouth, Brad. Just go with the easy win. Uh, so we're expecting we're kind of going to work on what exactly the bet are, but... Uh, always have fun with those Seattle guys, but it looks like the Rams are going to be running away with this division. Uh, I believe it. Most other people believe it, but like they always say, anything can happen on any given Sunday. You got to show up, play the games. Well, I guess now on Mondays and Thursdays and at the end of the season, Saturdays, you just got to show up and play. That's the point. And I think the Rams are ready to do it. And I think they're going to start by doing it here on Saturday as the starters get out there and get to run around a little bit. So that's all I got for you guys today. I appreciate you guys listening as always. Go back, check out some of the other podcasts we've done in the past. We had a really great interview with Serena Morales. We had Vinny yesterday, James earlier in the week as well. We're going to continue to bring you awesome content. I'm excited. We've got some people lined up from Pro Football Focus in the next couple weeks. We just started a new Lockdown Raiders podcast. So we're going to have him on in the next week or so as we lead up to that Monday night football game. Lots of exciting things happening at the network. Go check out all the other shows. Make sure to subscribe. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. You know what's up. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.